we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our health alert and current event and Bible study for May 25th, 2020. I don't know if this will be our last part or not, but Facebook blacklists free speech video platform, brighteon.com, to silence humanitarian voices of pioneering women like Judy Mikovits. Take action. And so we just heard the... Um, we just let Judy Mikovits defend herself in the last part of the last study. Well, again, I mentioned this, but I want to get into this a little bit. Brighteon.com is a popular independent video platform that features humanitarian free speech videos, including those of pioneering women like Judy Mikovits, the lady we just heard from, who made the pandemic video, and Chinese leader Jennifer Zheng. As part of its war against courageous women who dare to challenge the status quo, Facebook has now blacklisted all links from Brighteon.com and naturalnews.com following the user posting of a documentary featuring Dr. Mikovits in the pandemic, which questions the standard narrative about the coronavirus vaccine and the WHO, of course. They're just nothing but tools of Satan anymore. The, any, all the social media platforms are becoming increasingly nothing more than that. Various language versions of Pandemic Documentary were posted by other users, not the owners or operators of Brighteon.com or NaturalNews.com, yet because these videos were earning a large number of shares on Brighteon, as well as editorial coverage on Face Natural News, Facebook chose to blacklist all links from both platforms, regardless of the content from now on disallowing anyone from sharing any link from Brighteon or Natural News. I mean, just absolute, total, dictatorial, book-burning insanity. Now, at the link here, and I'm not going to go into them all, but if you want to click on it, from this report, a huge number of proactive action items listed about these issues that I just covered near the end of this report. And I didn't want to list them all. It would take up too much thing. You can click on this and um, get to all these... Uh, proactive things that you can do which i would encourage you to do next report ban a panel of over 160 medical doctors streamed live on digital freedom platform regarding covid19 so there are people that are trying to get the word out but they're trying to ban them as quick as they can um put out truth all right, just finishing up in studio with Dr. Rashid Buttar, who's been pretty much banned on every other platform for his views about the COVID-19 situation. And tonight he brought with him 160 medical doctors, and they all were on a massive Zoom call, and we live streamed it on the Digital Freedom Platform with their names and their faces on video, and they put themselves out there, and it was the most incredible thing I've ever been a part of. We asked them point-blank questions, like, do you think the, the COVID-19 deaths are being overestimated and they're raising their hands across this whole thing. What do you feel? How do you feel about vaccines? Do you think that this uh, entire um, process was planned in an agenda? And this is, it was wild for me to see how all these medical professionals were basically in consensus. Almost every question we asked was between 75 to 95% yes by a panel of doctors um, that tuned in just for this call. So it was 160 of them in consensus regarding this insanity on COVID-19. It's pretty noteworthy. Incredible to watch. We went uh, just under two hours and spoke about everything from 5G to vaccines to the test 
to the uh, inflation of numbers to all those sorts of other stuff I probably shouldn't even say right now. Um, and it was pretty incredible. So again, that video is live. Uh, it's at lunarreal.tv forward slash roundtable. And it's myself and Dr. Rashid Buttar that um, kind of moderated the event. We've never done anything like this before. It was weird. It was strange. Um, but so many doctors were on there and so many of them felt good that they were not alone. That was the really the most empowering thing, is that I think even they felt strange to speak out uh, with certain colleagues and certain patients and certain friends. But tonight they found that they were not alone and there was a lot of people out there that actually feel this way. And what shocked me was the consensus. What shocked me was that so many of them were like, yes, we believe this, yes, we believe this, which is the exact opposite that we hear from our governments, from the mainstream media, and what is allowed to be broadcast on certain platforms. And so. It just made me really wonder, and it was a great idea by Dr. Buttar to make this happen. I think we're going to do more of these. Uh, I think next time we'll have 500 doctors on. And just to see them raise hands, do you think this? Do you agree with this? Do you think this is a bad idea or a good idea? And they raise their hands or that kind of thing, and it was, it was super powerful. So, again, go check that out. We should have that clipped up as well so you can download and post those things anywhere you want. And uh, it was like a first of, I think, many that we'll do here. Um, again, that was only possible because of the donations we've received for the Digital Freedom Platform. So thank you for that. Um, and we're going to start branching out into other types of content that we believe you cannot see uh, that is being censored right now that we're going to have on our platform. Some pretty cool announcements coming very soon on that. Um, so again, there's no way we could do this without the donations on this platform. Dr. Judy Mikovits came to us yesterday and said, Brian, I want to rebut Science Magazine and everything they're talking about me and the movie Plandemic. I want to use your platform. Uh, Dr. Buttar contacted me a few days ago and said, Brian, I want to host a panel of doctors. Can we do it on your platform? So thanks to you, we are becoming the first phone call when people want to stream content in an uncensored manner. And as I pledge in the beginning of every one of these episodes, this will not be edited. It will not be deleted, banned, or censored. It will be in here for it's in perpetuity at this URL. And all the videos are up there and all of them can be watched and we're gonna start making them actually hubs for information. So we're gonna start adding other videos that have been banned um, from Dr. Buttar, so you can go to one page and, and download everything. Presentations from Judy Mikovich, other videos that have been banned, and actually have a library of content where you can get educated on the facts. So that's our plan. Um, again, this wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for you. I got more announcements coming about the Digital Freedom Platform, the Legal Fund, uh, the actions we're taking in America and here. It's pretty exciting. If you haven't yet, please sign my open letter at lunarreal.tv forward slash letter. Over 100,000, trying to get to 250 to show members of the government, regulators, media companies, technology platforms that we are a force, right? We are the London Real Army. Come on, right? And then you gotta listen to us. We vote, we got eyeballs that pay for ad dollars, and we have personal information that you use to make billions of dollars. And guess what? We just want our digital freedom of speech respected. That's all, we just want the information so we can make a choice. That's all we've been asking. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And in my open letter, I'm asking for the replatforming of videos, I'm asking to, be, to live stream uncensored, and I'm asking for legislation for the digital freedom of speech. And I think you all believe in that too, and that's for all of us, and that's what this is all about. So again, sign the letter. If you wanna learn more about the digital freedom platform, learnreal.tv forward slash freedom. And uh, there it is, another day in the bag. I'm super excited. I'm getting to know a lot of these doctors and we're becoming friends. And it's just you know great to be a part of the movement. And the people that really support us reach out to me and they tell me, and I appreciate you. And the ones that don't, that's cool too. It's sometimes it's good to know who your friends are and, and um, who your enemies are for now. But again, I do believe, I wanna to come to anyone who doesn't agree with me 
uh, with a sense of compassion and love because, you know, a couple years ago, I didn't believe any of this stuff either. And it wasn't until I started listening to experts and scientists and arguments where I thought, you know, there's actually something here. So that's what I'm all about. And maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe not. But again, I love a debate. I love information. Um, and that's what that's what this world has been been created on, really. So there you go. Another one in the bag. Send you lots of love. Hope you enjoyed a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. Okay, so we have that now. I'm not necessarily endorsing everything from this particular gentleman, uh, but it seems like he's trying to get the truth out. And whenever you have you know 160 medical doctors that are all coming into agreement on this scamdemic that we're we're in and the COVID-19, you know, I'm I'm going to pay attention. So it's LondonReal.tv, and that's his website. Uh, next report, Gates-backed COVID-19 vaccine reprogrammed cells with synthetic nanotech viruses. Now, this is all the more reason that you really want to be leery of this coming um, vaccine kill shot that they're going to be debuting. Taking over your children's bodies and turning their cells into factories with engineered nanoviruses, completely alien. This is the alien takeover, ladies and gentlemen. This is the new world order. This is the reality, and that's why they want us all. Really, when he says the alien, I mean, I do believe this is part of the whole Nephilim uh, agenda that Jesus Christ warned about warn us about as it was in the days of noah so shall it be in the days of the coming of the son of man this is a satanic nephilim type fallen angel trying to commingle their 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 dna with humanity or defile our own dna at best the bible says in daniel it says they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men but shall not cleave now during genesis 6 they mingled themselves with the seed of men. The, the sons of God, which were the angels, saw the daughters of men at their fair. They took them wives all that they chose. The wives bore them these Nephilim, these men of old, men of renown, where we get all the, the legends of the Greek legends and those types of legends from Hercules and Achilles and these types. During that incursion of the fallen angels, they mingled themselves with the seed of men, but they did cleave. Now, that word in the Hebrew means to aptly fit, meaning it, it, it worked well, them mingling their seed with humanity's seed. But it says in Daniel, regarding the end times, it says they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave, meaning they shall not aptly fit. So I think in this incursion, they've had a lot harder time defiling our DNA. And commingling fallen angelic DNA with our DNA. I think that's what that means in Daniel. I'm speculating, but I I don't see any other outcome for it. So they're trying to find other ways that they can they they can um, defile our DNA. And I'm not gonna call it alien takeover, I'm gonna call it more fallen angelic, demonic, nephilim type under the guise of this alien um, agenda. Okay, now, if you want to know more about that key and alien agenda, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I have done, I don't even know how many mega studies on that subject. I really kind of need to do another one. I just can barely keep up with the current events, so I've kind of been forced to stay in this realm for a long time. But um, that agenda has not gone away. It's not any less applicable. 
fair because they want you to get blindsided by this, this evolutionary takeover. Just like The Thing. The Thing grabs you. Okay, The Thing, he's talking about the movie The Thing, and he's showing clips from that movie The Thing, which is a horror movie um, about this entity that takes over bodies, I believe, and, and um, commingles itself with, assimilates itself into the DNA of the host and it tries to go from you know it doesn't matter if it's if it's animal or human it's it tries to take over this base i don't know if it's north pole or antarctica i don't know but it's what the movie's about it's a horror movie so reach one of your cells but this is all done through vaccines very slowly they're testing it they go in they, you know the, with thermal populations they test the really dangerous stuff then they refine it, they bring it back here. It's got soft kill, it's got time release, it's got Trojan horses, it's everything. It's big pharma jumping on us with its tentacles and sucking us in and, and taking us over and telling us it's all okay. This is the alien takeover. It's predictive programming, these types of horror movies. I Am Legend, another one for you. When did... When did everybody turn into zombies in I Am Legend? Well, after they got the cancer vaccine that was going to cure everybody. Yes, those zombies were cancer-free. Yes, they were. No doubt about it. I wouldn't even question that. But it turned you into a zombie. Like, you know, 99% of the population. It's kind of a little side effect there. No biggie. But, you know, it was after the vaccines. It's Wednesday, May 20th. The year is 2020. I am your host, Alex Jones. And we stand at the precipice of the end of humanity. The information we're about to cover in the next four hours is the most important information ever revealed on air in the history of human communications. That is not a joke. No, this is really heavy duty, I agree, important information, what he's going to cover. Okay, because it, and it's every confirmation that I have been screaming about since I started into ministry. About a vaccine reprogramming cells. Okay, and, and defiling us on a, on a very deep molecular level. Engineer and researcher David Knight coming up in 15 minutes. He's going to be in studio several hours with Owen Schroyer. And we have investigative journalist John Rappaport joining us as well. Now, you know you get next year's news today here. You always think of aliens via Hollywood coming from faraway star systems or coming from another dimension or coming out of a black hole. But what if humans made new life forms here on Earth that had never existed? Those would be, by their definition, alien. Now... This is hiding in plain view and doing deep research on this. It hit me this morning, about two hours ago, what this really is and how to define it. And we'll put the article up on screen from Infowars.com with a live feed. World exclusive. There is a alien takeover via nanotech vaccines now happening on a planetary scale. Imagine. If you are Bill and Melinda Gates, the supposed computer geniuses that sit atop Microsoft, that's really a globalist front group, 
What's the next frontier? They've told us it's humans merging with machines. Oh, we're going to be cyborgs. Oh, we're going to live forever. But really what's happening is these so-called mRNA vaccines go into every cell and reprogram the cell to produce a virus's protein to supposedly give you immunity instead of introducing a weakened virus or attenuated virus to your body that it learns how to defeat that still has autoimmune problems other things and they've been caught adding things the vaccines that sterilize people and all the history of secret experimentation they just hope you forget all this well bill and melinda gates represent all that big money and the robber barons that hitler was just a spin-off of the mighty oak is bill gates's people hitler was a little side tree they pruned the bad son and now they have a whole class of vaccines that reprogram your brain, reprogram your cells, and overwrite your body. And researchers at Vanderbilt and others call just this one class of mRNA vaccines. They're rolling out worldwide against all of us, saying we can't travel till we take these. Gates says this is the one he wants you to take. It goes into the cell and changes the cell itself. And then Gates lies and says, oh, but it doesn't change your genome. Yes, it does, and we have those studies. Right. So ladies and gentlemen, this is overriding every cell in the body, just like the 1980s Thing movie. That thing didn't want to be that dog. That thing wanted to be us. Great. He's showing the scene from the thing, Wilford Brimley going crazy with an ax. I never thought Wilford Brimley would get so violent. My word. Isn't he the one that did the oatmeal commercials? I don't know. I just... Mm, diabetes commercials? I don't know. I don't know. Finish. Finish what? Finish imitating these dogs. No, you don't understand! That thing wanted to be us. Gets out. So he's saying that thing wants to be us. It makes it to civilization. Within just 30 something days, there'll be no more original human life on Earth because it's going to override it and become all of it. That's a movie. This is the real thing. It's now, it's not coming later. It's now. And of course, this first wave will be, oh, just rewrite your cells to create proteins that, quote, protect you. And then there'll be some side effects. This guy developing it with Gates headed up the Gardasil and got that put out worldwide, even though it killed masses of people and sterilized women eating their ovaries. Yeah, and men. So it's all been a test to see what they can get away with. And when they got away with sterilizing hundreds of millions of women, that's what's coming out now. They're sterile. But yeah. they're little girls, and later it turns out they can't have kids. Yeah, most of them. Absolutely. Now you see they're bringing you the next level. So this is alien programming with lipids that are nanotech that carry the nanotech synthetic, says it right here, out of Bill Gates' mouth, synthetic nanotech lab-made virus that takes over your cells. It isn't- Now, just so you know, I added a special prayer section at the bottom of the prayer list for every PDF I'm putting out where you're asking God praying to God that he would deactivate, neutralize, and, you know, annihilate any of this nanotech that's in our bodies that they might have got into us. I'm, I'm not doing it justice, but then also viruses and things of this nature. There's no reason you can't pray in that way. And there's no reason God um, 
you know, can't hear your prayer regarding that type of situation. But I added that in you know, a few months ago, and that's in there. It's a special section that I highlighted that you can add and add to your prayer list. Putting in a virus for white blood cells, learn how to beat it. The T-lymphocyte generals, then train everybody else. It's not that. This is overriding you. Just like that with the COVID freak out, the hysteria, every article is how great it is. Turns out he's financing the PR, and it is literally the end of humanity, the overriding of humanity. And it's going to sound great. Oh, these go in and fix your eyesight. Oh, these go in and fix your brain. Oh, these make you. That's what they're saying. Right. This is the next big tech takeover, the end of humanity. Stay with us. Arthur C. Clarke was at the highest levels of the true Illuminati. He was the inventor of the telecommunications satellite, not just a best-selling author. But the first big book that he put out in coordination with the OSS was Childhood's End. The aliens come and they give us technology to fix broken backs and let the blind see. And the next generation of children are told you're never going to die. Now, listen, key in childhood's childhood end in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I did multiple part study on that Arthur C. Clarke series, which just is the most in your face. I mean, it's just mind blowing on that one and he's going to talk about that one problem got to upload a cube shows up and then it blows the earth up when it's done now yeah there's another thing the cube's got folks that work for it that 12 foot tall red devils now it gets into psychic imprints it gets into how this is the plan for humanity it's an allegory. And it teaches you that Satan's really your friend. Or he's 12 foot tall and has big giant horns and looks yeah. just like exactly. the devil in legend. Yeah. Maybe pull that up with the Tom Cruise. Yeah. Or even pull up for anybody that wants to look it up, the new remake of Childhood's End that came out on national television. Owen Schroyer is about to take over. <clears throat> and I wasn't even going to be here today. But I came in because studying the mRNA vaccines, <clears throat> the term vaccine you've been taught is learning immunity by being given a damaged amount of the bacteria or the virus. Your body learns how to beat it and learns how to recognize it. And it's got side effects and it's got problems and it's got fetal tissue in it and it's got whole human genomes and it's got cancer viruses and, and, and it's got HCG female hormone in it so your body then that is the antigen that's also part of the virus and then attacks the proteins in that hormone and then attacks your ovaries, then attacks your uterus. And you can just type into any search engine. Anti-fertility vaccines and the UN developed and had them since the 80s and it's the, it's the HCG when they got caught giving people. You can go, well, we got too many Africans or we got too many folks in Pakistan or whatever. Well, that's an immoral thing. I, I, I disagree with saying, let's just kill them. But see, that's 50, 60, 70-year-old technology. Moderna and two other groups working with Bill Gates that brought you the Gardasil shot that just so happens to 
make women's ovaries where they can't grow follicles every month to release an egg. Just a little side effect that it reduces fertility massively. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the new mRNA class, the Vanderbilt scientists and others, right out of mainstream news, go, it's incredible. We're rewriting the cells. Instead of you learning immunity, the, the, the nanotech, the artificial synthetic nanotech-like particles go into your cell nucleus, like cancer does, usually viral, and it starts having you produce it. Oh, and it can go after proteins associated with heroin or nicotine or alcohol, which your body has receptors for for a reason, because it produced natural endorphins when you stand up to the bully and kick his ass or you finally you know, marry the woman of your dreams or you, you, know, you see your son or daughter become successful and do the right thing. You get endorphins because you're designed to feel good. They want to cut that off from you. Don't worry. This is a total takeover. So there's whole classes of these. Behavioral, you name it. But it's going to be miracle-like, though. They can have it go in, these viruses, this nanotech's here. The secret is it uses nanotech to use your cells to reprogram them. They admit, they say, we can't do this in the lab. We kept trying for 50 years. Gates has been trying for 30. We, we can't produce all these things in a lab. We have to use your cells to produce it. And so your body is now a factory of these people, beyond the communist Chinese just taking your organs. And it's all about the post-human world, because they're all going to be gods, you see. And here's the other big secret. When Elon Musk, who I think now is a good guy, he, oh. he came up with the brain chip stuff. Oh, one word. Hold on, hold on. Whoa. When Elon came out. And Elon is a devil. He is, he is the main one launching the 5G kill grid satellites up in the sky. He is a devil. The fact that he would say that just, it's just, you know, one step forward and two steps back with Jones. It's just, there's so much leaven that you have to watch out for with Jones. He's still pretty much on the Trump train. Elon Musk is a good guy. You know, come on. Are you serious? Really? So just bear in mind, you know, be very glean from Jones, but understand he's very deluded on a lot of different levels. Biblically, especially where tech lords that dream of AI gods, because that's what they believe they're going to be. He says, I don't want to be part of this cult. But they're on record. This is their plan. And you're the guinea pigs. I'm the guinea pig. My children, are the guinea pig for their operations. All of this is guinea pigging on us because they know out of seven and a half million people, every one of us has different proteins. Starting 45 years ago. A worldwide program of the UN taking everybody's blood at birth, saying it's for a protein test for a blood disease. It all goes to the United Nations. We first exposed that with nurses in 1997. There were lawsuits, became national news by 2000. That's, that's something going on 45 years. And it turned out the companies bought your blood sample, patented the original protein. When you go to get gene therapy, people are being told that'll be a million dollars. We own your own body's protein. Every one of us is different, just like a snowflake. It's like every fingerprint's different. And they're playing God right now, and that's what COVID and the lockdown is. And you'll all be superstars. You'll all be wonderful people. You'll all be the coolest when you take the shots and you're the pioneers. And, and Gates admits these, these vaccines are going to hurt a bunch of people. He says 700,000 people are going to get hurt or die from just one of the vaccines. But it's okay because we've got to make humanity perfect. Okay, folks. I'm going to have Owen Sawyer take over, and then 
David Knight's going to be coming in here, and he's an engineer and a smart guy to go over all this for you. They also have nanotech lipids. They admit are artificial oils that are bringing the nanotech viruses, the viruses, into your cells to reprogram them. And again, if these guys were God, they know how to do this. But instead, they're globalists. Think of the mistakes and the problems. Oh, and then you learn they want depopulation and they're bad people. This isn't going to be mistakes and this isn't going to be problems. This is going to be them testing all of this on us in mass. So then take our blood and take our tissues and create systems for them that they have purified. So this is like the Skeksis sucking the energy of the Gelflings archetypally, but for real. This is the next level of slavery. You think the globalists are into the royal families into taking kids' blood and having transfusions of it? That's all admitted. I told you about that 25 years ago. Didn't believe it. Now it's mainstream news. This is beyond that. This is taking over your children's bodies and turning their cells into factories with engineered nanoviruses, completely alien. This is the alien takeover, ladies and gentlemen. This is the new world order. This is the reality, and that's why they want us off air, because they want you to get blindsided by this, this evolutionary takeover. Just like the thing. The thing grabs you, takes over each one of your cells. But this is all done through vaccines very slowly. They're testing it. They go in. They, you know, they, With thermal populations, they test the really dangerous stuff. Then they refine it. They bring it back here. It's got soft kill. It's got time release. It's got Trojan horses. It's everything. It's big pharma jumping on us with its tentacles and sucking us in and, and taking us over and telling us it's all okay. This is the alien takeover. These nanoparticles are alien. They take over each one of your cells. They end who you are. But it's run by people who believe they've got to end humanity to become this new god. They believe they are aliens. So is there a dark force directing them? Yes, an alien force that fell to this planet that is not even advanced enough to get off of it, but is using us to build its system for escape. And that's why they're so pissed, because we've cracked their entire code. And they throw it to us in allegories like the thing. It's trying to get off. Now, it's not going to do that until it's absorbed us and taken everything we've got, because we're more advanced than it, just at a baby stage. This is the transmission. Humanity can save itself with God's help if you face the reality of the alien takeover. And if you financially support us, the enemy's trying to shut us down. Huge mega sale will finally end today because we just got to end. There's a bunch of the stuff selling out. Infowarsstore.com. Owen Schroyer is going to take over. Everyone, call everyone you know. Tell them, tune in now. The vaccines are synthetic nanotech that rewrite the body. This is an alien takeover of humanity. This is beyond Mars attacks. The aliens came from the psychotic, satanic dreams of these Satanists with modern science, building the systems now to use us to be the engines to create these new life forms while we are absorbed like a spider sucking dry its prey. Well, I'm not a damn fly, and I want you spiders to know that we're aware of your operation. We've got the jump on you. So you go ahead and fill your hand because you're going down. Infowars.com. Tomorrow's news today. Owen Schroyer, the destroyer with David Knight takes over. Stay with us. Okay, so what I did, I thought I had done more, but it looks like I did one whole part on the, on March 9th, 2016, the Satanic Live, the Alien Disclosure Agenda. It's one of my mega, mega teachings I did. 
part five. And um, <clears throat> Arthur C. Clarke's Childhood and Deception. The Great Deception began last December as the TV prepares the world for the arrival of those alien evangelists with leathery wings, horns, and barbed tails spreading their satanic gospel. Okay, so I give you the link here. Uh, or you can search for it. You can either search Arthur C. Clarke uh, or Arthur Clark and um, or Child Childhood's End on at ContendingForTruth.com, or I give you the link here for the teaching today of um, May twenty fifth, two thousand twenty. Next report: Celeste Salome, the DARPA deployment of the hydrogel mark of the beast. Here's another aspect of things that uh, I haven't really gotten into. This is a brief video. Hi, this is Celeste, and this is the Celestial Report for uh, March 4th, 2020. And unfortunately, I have another very serious uh, breaking news alert for you. Um, I wish it wasn't coming on the heels of the other ones, but th this is the season in which we live. Um, this situation with the coronavirus is very fluid, and so we just kind of all have to roll with it. So this morning when I woke up, um, I got a communication from the Department of Defense and DARPA, they have been, DARPA has been working on a hydrogel that is injectable into the body. It assembles within the body. It becomes part of your body. Um, it spreads out kind of like an octopus into your body and it fuses with your body. Um, whether it changes your DNA, I believe that it does. Um, and I believe that this is the precursor for the mark of the beast. Well, or this might be the mark of the beast. Um, they are going to introduce, they say, this uh, product um, and it's called, uh, it, the company is Prof, P-R-O-F-U-S-A, and all the links are below to the whole program, videos, links, anything you want. And of course, as always, I'm happy to answer any questions. So anyway, they are going to uh, introduce it to the public. Um, they are going to try it first on their special forces. I believe that this is already well underway. This is a program that has been around for quite some time, and I've been following the development of the mark ever since 2005 on October 31st, um, which is ha Halloween, when the precursor of the mark was introduced in legislation. And so I've just been watching the development. I really, truly, truly believe that they are going to use the panic of the COVID-19 um, virus and make this injectable sensor. It's an injectable sensor that becomes part of your body. And basically, they're going to sell it to you as it, this is um, going to um, be a sensor that will let you know and other people know 
that you're sick before you even know it. Of course, it will do all your vitals. It's going to te- it's a tracking device. It will tell where you are, you know, what you're doing, if you're eating, if you're drinking. So you're going to have the way they want to work all this is a combination of turning you into humanity 2.0. They're going to tune you up. Uh, your DNA is going to be defiled on probably who knows how many different ways with these M messenger RNA and or DNA vaccines. You've got all the garbage that's in the vaccines. They're going to put only knows God knows what in them beyond that. And then they're also going to have some type of microchip. Uh, now this hydrogel component, which will also make you into what they would term as part machine which would turn you into a cyborg that's what a cyborg is so humanity 2.0 uh the transhumanism commingled with the neural implants and the the microchips and, and these types of things which would turn you into somewhat of a cyborg it's not just one thing. They're trying to do this on a lot of different levels and, and get the most satanic bang for their buck is what I envision the coming of vaccine vaccines to be. The whole 10 yards, what you're eating and drinking, if you're eating salt, you know, if you're eating according to your diet. So this is something uh, that they have long wanted and it is part of precision medicine and now it's ready to deploy like i said i believe that they've already begun uh, beta testing this on the special forces and our military and now it's ready to go into the panic stricken because if you're in the military you can't refuse any vaccine or anything they inject into you and you have no right to even know according to an executive order that bill clinton passed when he was in office i gave that executive order in the teaching that i did back in 06 uh all the more reason i wouldn't you know (laughs) avoid the military like the plague because you know they can do you are their guinea pig they own you lock stock and barrel um american citizens and uh money is going to become um it will probably become contraband because it carries has the potential to carry germs so it is very likely that very soon we are going to see Um, that we're not going to be able to um, do transactions in cash any longer. And then this biometric um, hydrogel um, sensor would allow us to go get groceries, um, participate in the B system, um, have a job, transportation, proof that we have had our vaccinations that are mandatory and so forth. You get the idea. So this is a very serious breaking news situation. Um, all Christians need to brace themselves and as as much as possible start operating outside of the system right. um, because you need to practice um, skills that you need to operate outside of the system. So that's the special report. The co- so we have that. Um, a lot of stuff to a lot of stuff to take in here. Okay, so continuing on, I had a listener forward me this from Matt Staver at Liberty Council. <clears throat> and uh, it says, our Liberty Council update, disorderly conduct citations for attending church. 
our client, Logos Baptist Ministries of Niles, Illinois, received two disorderly conduct citations this week for peacefully worshiping the Lord. Again, they're going to be using more and more these types of draconian lockdown, COVID-19 things as a in a way to go after any and all churches. <clears throat> when we hear of someone receiving a disorderly conduct citation, we typically think of wild parties, violent shouting matches, or pushing and shoving. But in all my years of ministry and legal service, I never imagined that attending a worship service at a Baptist church could be seen as disorderly conduct. Yet Governor J.B. Uh, Prisker's lockdown state of Illinois uh, acts of solemn worship have now been deemed a crime and our client Logos Baptist Ministries <clears throat> was on the receiving end of not one but two disorderly conduct citations for opening the church for peaceful, peaceful worship and prayer. Governor Pritzker and Mayor uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot wanted to criminalize church attendance while expanding mass surveillance. We cannot allow our government to spy on us and our churches. Logos Baptist Ministries, a church that serves mainly Romanian immigrants in Illinois, again, here we go back to Illinois, came to Liberty Council for help with a lean Romanian Pentecostal church shortly after Governor Pritzker made it clear that the Illinois churches could not reopen for at least 12 to 18 months. Yeah, that's that's satanically practical. Like Elim, Romanian Pentecostal, many of the members of Logos Baptist once lived under communist Romanian rule. They remember all too well the injustices wrought by communist tyrants as they sought first to control, then eliminate Christian churches, including heavy-handed tactics like pressuring citizens to turn on neighbors and report stubborn worshipers to government authorities. That is exactly what Governor Pritzker and Mayor Lightfoot are trying to do now. Governor Pritzker announced that the Illinois churches will remain largely shut down, among other things, um, in a pro until a proper mass surveillance system is put in place to monitor citizens. And I'm assuming that means in the church. Uh, a process the governor says may take 12 to 18 months, hopefully by the time a vaccine is widely available. So, in other words, just capitulate to every one of Satan's demands or we're going to throw you in jail. That's where we've gotten to. In the meantime, Governor Pritzker is calling on citizens to report anyone who dares defy his unconstitutional orders, asking them to call the police or 311 until an automated mass surveillance system can be fully implemented. I mean, this is just... <sighs> wow. <clears throat> per the government governor's comments on May 1st, that system is already being developed and tested, and Mayor Lightfoot is doing her part by repeatedly declaring that every report will be investigated and fines of up to $10,000 per incident may be leveled against the, quote, offender. Governor Pritzker and Mayor Lightfoot are not alone. In fact, it would seem that tyranny has strong roots in Illinois because Illinois Representative Bobby Rush has introduced H.R. 6666, which I've reported on extensively, into the U.S. House of Representatives, a bill that seeks to level the full power of the federal government underwritten with 100 billion in funding to track and surveil what used to be free people yeah i tell you it seems like illinois is the the ground fountainhead for all evil now in america not all but <laughs> quite a bit the list of potential collaborators representative rush would like to enlist in his paid snitching scheme is deeply disturbing because it includes targeting our churches and our schools both the nazi germans and the soviet communists used just these sorts of tactics to quell 
disobedient voices of freedom. Jews were offered special perks if they reported to other Jews who became known as Judenrats. Neighbors who exposed non-compliers in their neighborhoods were given the government's favor, even as they watched the neighborhood churches burn as a result of their reports. And who can forget the Hitler youth, born of German schools, constant instruction to report even parents and siblings for the good of the country, uh, which is what the, the line was from Dershowitz, for the, for the good of the country, essentially. We all have to be mass force vaccinated. People who refused to report their neighbors, family, and friends were punished. Meanwhile, Governor Pritzker has banned all church services of 10 people or more. No matter what social distancing and sanitizing services the church has implemented, and regardless of the size of the building. While Home Depot and Walmart and the other big box stores have hundreds of people in their buildings, churches may not. The 10-person limit is both ridiculous and unconstitutional. This past weekend in Chicago, police towed the cars of residents who, who surrounded the Elam Romanian Pentecostal in an apparent effort to raise hatred against the church and to punish residents who might support the church. Well, the thing is, though, is that if all the um, churches just all of a sudden opened up at once, they can't get them all. But see, when there's only one doing it, they're a very easy target to pick off. But see, what they want to do is nip this in the bud and make sure they're made an example of so all the other 501c3 corporate churches will fall in line. That's what this is all about. But if there was enough mass resistance against this, they couldn't do anything about it. But the church does not use street parking. Police then blocked the entrances of the church's private contracted parking lot and logos received disorderly conduct citations. Our clients will not cower in the face of Governor Pritzker's intimidating warnings and tyrannical actions. These churches are standing fast on the word of the Lord and their constitutional right and freedom. But other American citizens need to fight for our rights as well. We cannot allow the growth of rapidly developing police state that spies on its U.S. citizens every move and eliminates our constitutional freedom. We cannot allow our government to spy on us and our churches. You can click here. Um, they've got some proactive measures that you could do, faxes and things like that. <clears throat> I give you the link here. Uh, and again, this is the it would be for the teaching um, under uh, for the date of. Uh, May 25th, 2020. Tyranny almost always attacks churches first, and then it turns to mass surveillance as its preferred method of intimidation and control. Punitive enforcement always follows and grows more draconian when citizens fail to push back. The restrictions being placed on our churches and the only entities deserving to be deemed essential according to the Constitution, um, <clears throat> along with mass surveillance by petty tyrants on local, state, and federal levels, pretend a trend toward the loss of all American rights. Tyrants start with churches and synagogues and progress to surveillance and corporate snitching and the end of destruction and in the end the destruction of liberty. This is America and we cannot allow this deadly progression progression to continue. Please take a stand now and tell our elected officials we will not tolerate mass surveillance, citizen spying and the destruction are of our unalienable God-given constitutionally protected rights. So I give you that link there now uh, kind of along those lines this is and i'm not saying i'm endorsing duck dynasty and phil robinson but i thought he made some really good points here phil robinson is on fire they don't have enough prisons to hold us all and again he's going to enumerate and talk about what i just talked about there the short video some governor of the state comes along and says shut it down shut it down so just Forget the Declaration of Independence. Forget the Bill of Rights. 
and just shut it all down because some expert said better shut it down. The plague is going to kill us all. It attacked uh, nursing homes and the aged. My advice is for everyone, all of you, get together and all of you go to work <clears throat> at once. All of you. They don't have prisons big enough to put you in. Just every last one of you say, we've had enough, pandemic or no pandemic. Yep. Amen. We'll wash our hands and we'll try to be as careful as we can because this thing here is pretty good, make you pretty sick. But the vast majority pull through. It's not worth shutting the whole country down for month after month after month. We're not going to make it. Let's go back to work. I'm just saying the Declaration of Independence from which the Bill of Rights came from, it's still there. Pandemic or no pandemic. You can't chunk law and order. Some kind of government edict. You say, no, nope, I'm staying with the Declaration of Independence. I have a God-given right to live, be free, and pursue happiness. <clears throat> but no, we don't believe in God anymore. So we're all telling everybody whether they can go to work or not and shutting down the livelihood and shutting down the economy and saying, we're going to do this as long as we want to. These people are Marxist. That's the reason they're doing it. They brainwash your kids in these universities, and now we're sitting here saying, well, what are you, I can't do what? No, you can't go to work today. We decide whether you can go to work or not. Show them differently. Get back to work, and don't worry about them. Everybody, all at once, on the count of three, ladies and gentlemen, we're all going back to work tomorrow, beginning at 8 o'clock in the morning or 7 or whatever you want to do, and every last one of you go to work. They're not going to be able to do anything about it. They're just going to sit and watch. They don't have enough prisons to hold you. I'm just saying we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal. They have a God-given right from their creator to live, be free, and pursue happiness. That doesn't change when you have a pandemic. Not one bit. Amen. I tell you one thing, the ones who decide right now that instead of following Thomas Jefferson and his instruction via the Declaration of Independence, if you're one of those who said, well, I'll do what? Well, I'm not going to follow Thomas Jefferson. I'm not going to pay any attention to what he said. I don't believe to follow Thomas Jefferson's religious beliefs and being like this deist that made his own Bible. I, I'm not going to, but I, I get what he's saying though, regarding, you know, I just wanted to throw that in there. I had to clarify that a little bit. A creator. I don't believe we have God given rights. I don't believe any of that. Well, you're on the wrong side of this thing. Uh, I'm going to follow Karl Marx. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to follow Karl Marx, Field, not Thomas Jefferson. I'm going to follow Charles Darwin, Field. I'm not going to follow Thomas Jefferson. The rest of us, if the pandemic gets us, or if hard work finally kills us, we're guaranteed we could be raised from the dead. I'm going with God and Thomas Jefferson. Okay, so we have that. I'm kind of just rapid firing here. I'm trying to get this third part in so I can... 
just keep this to three parts. This one is Cardiac Nurse Destroys Mask Wearing, another perspective brilliantly put. Hello, my name's Danica Bueno. I'm an RN with my BSN. I work on a cardiac unit, and I wanted to share some information with you. So when you come into the hospital and you have uh, respiratory alkalosis, which can be caused by anxiety or hyper, well, from hyperventilating, um, the treatment is this. Okay, so she's putting a paper bag over her face and breathing in and out and, and, and inhaling her own carbon dioxide in a concentrated form. Breathing in your own CO2. Now, why is that important? Because when CO2 gets into your bloodstream, it converts into acid. And so if you have respiratory alkalosis from breathing off too much CO2, this can be uh, life-threatening. And so um, breathing in your own CO2 can be the, the remedy for that. Um, it can reestablish pH balance of your bloodstream and is critical to saving these patients. Um, now... I wanted but to that's in that very rare insulin instance of respiratory alkalosis to go around and hyper breathe your own CO2 at a, at, a, at a concentrated level because you're wearing one of these face masks all day is not good. Bear with you what this means. So she's putting on a face mask and breathing into it. When you go out in public and you wear this at all hours of day that you're outside, you are doing your body a disservice. You are creating an acidotic state of your blood. You are creating a pH imbalance. It is crucial to health to have a balance of pH in your bloodstream at all times. Why if, would- If your bloodstream gets, I mean, bloodstreams are things that you can't get that it, there's a very narrow range of pH in the bloodstream where you will die. Okay, you can't. You can. You can fluctuate urine pH all over the place just through things that you eat. If if you took um, like I do baking soda like once or twice a day, like a, a I do like a teaspoon because I tend a lot more now. It's funny before because I was super alkaline before, but now, and I don't know whether it's when I moved up here, uh, the pH of the water being different, I, I'm not sure, but I tend much more toward acidic now. So I find that if I do a, now that's for me, I'm a big, big guy, but I do at least one rounded teaspoon of baking soda in like maybe a little bit of juice um and water once a day doesn't taste good but i find my energy levels are much better if i do that and i stay in a range where <clears throat> urine ph you know shouldn't be too acidic and there are ways you can monitor that with just ph sticks where you can kind of determine where am i in my ph sweet spot at least from a urine standpoint now the bloodstream will take care of itself regarding that and you don't want to get too alkaline from there but i never do i mean like around a teaspoon twice a day i never get too far into the alkaline range if i did i would back off but i'm telling you right now the ph of your body determines a lot regarding how you feel 
And if you're always tired and you've tried every single thing in the world, you might want to try the, the baking soda. And I do like Bob Bob's Red Mill, like the 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 because I feel like it's more of a purify. I'm not just really big on going to Arm and Hammer and doing the just the right out of the the box you can do that i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it i'm just a little leery i'd rather use um the baking soda that's made for cooking use you know I, i'd rather you that's bob's red mill now there's kinds even up on amazon i've seen that they claim it's like you know super duper organic and all this other stuff um but you you kind of really the way to do it is to is to maybe start out at like a quarter teaspoon get your baseline urine ph and then if you're too acidic and you could go up and search for videos on this i really don't have a file on this but you could search for videos on baking soda and urine ph that's all you need to do it'll tell you it'll walk you through it and you want to get up to that where you're in that ideal sweet spot range which is kind of like slightly alkaline urine ph you will if you're really acidic i would almost guarantee you will feel a big difference um, now the difference there is with the blood pH, it has a very, very, very narrow range that has to stay in that very narrow range or you will die. You can't mess with blood pH and electrolytes and stuff like that in the blood unless you want to die. Okay. But, um, the urine pH is much easier to sway. Saliva and urine pH are a lot easier to sway, but you don't want to mess around and if you're breathing into one of these masks all day and creating this situation of of acidosis in the bloodstream um it's not good you don't want to mess around with that that you're not over only breathing in your own bacteria flora the whole time because you're not getting fresh air yeah you're hurting your body by breathing in your own co2 and if you're wearing one of these all the time when you're out you're also creating a medium by which the very Supposed viruses and bacteria and things like that you're trying to guard against can multiply. It's this moist environment that's created in the mask that can actually act like a, a breeding ground for these things. For long lengths of time. I also want to share with you that this mask is highly, highly ineffective yes. against viruses yes viruses are teeny tiny and you may tell me well in my hospital, again the analogy i used last week is that it would be like putting up a chain link fence to keep out mosquitoes that's a ridiculous concept it's the same concept with wearing one of these masks there's no way they're going to filter out viruses which are much smaller particle size than these masks can filter out you would have to be wearing uh, literally something like a full NBC nuclear biological chemical gas mask with a rubber seal to the skin and make sure you don't have a beard or anything that's going to compromise the rubber seal. That's not practical. Well, we wear an N95 mask. An N95 mask has to be fitted, first of all, and is <laughs> supposed to protect, protect you against TB. What is TB? It is a bacteria there's a big difference between a bacteria and a virus. Mainly in size, a bacteria is about a thousand times bigger than a virus. So if you're telling me that I'm protecting myself when I go to the grocery store by wearing this, you're wrong. I'm actually making myself more prone to infection, one, by, by uh, 
making my body acidotic. And two, <laughs> when you have one of these on, you touch your face more often. Viruses live on surfaces. They're not alive until they enter the body. And so when you touch your face and your eyes continuously because you're adjusting the mask because you can't breathe, there's a problem with that. I want you to think about that. I want everyone to think about this. It's not common knowledge, apparently. <laughs> You're doing your body a disservice if you think that wearing a mask 24-7 is protecting someone, because it's not. <laughs> I know I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this. I don't really care. <laughs> I feel like it's time for people to stand up for what they know to be true. And I love science. I, I feel the human body is a miracle. Why are we working against it instead of for it? Tell me, why are we working against our immune system instead of for our immune system? Bump it up. Bump the immune system up. Stop trying to lower it down like we know better. We don't. The body knows far more than we ever will and it can heal <laughs> if you give it the tools to do it <laughs> um, I hope I hope that uh, sits in uh, if it doesn't go in line with your heart feel free not to listen I mean it's all about listening to your heart now it's all about doing what you know to be right um, I uh, I've studied for a long time. I have found the body incredibly amazing the whole time I've studied. Uh, and I'm, I did a good job with my studies. I'm, I'm not someone that just uh, flew by school with the seat of her pants. <laughs> uh, so, hope this message hits home. So, again, I just think I've played a lot of those videos, just more common sense stuff from somebody that works at a hospital, cardiac nurse there, just making some more valid, logical points, you know. Okay, continuing on, I'm running out of time here. Uh, cardiac arrests are up 800%, according to doctors. Uh, doctors warned lockdowns were doing much, much more damage than the COVID-19 itself. The new grassroots organization of doctors is telling the nation it needs a second opinion about the way to handle this pandemic medically and mentally. During a media call, several of these MDs spoke of the horrible medical results for people because of excessive panic over the coronavirus. They also told of harm and ill being done to injured people because the medical world has largely cut off, been largely cut off to them, or injured people because of the medical world has largely cut off to them while almost all resources have been redirected to deal exclusively with COVID-19. Dr. Simone Gold is an emergency room physician documenting these harms as she's contacted fellow medical professionals across the country and helped form this new group, A Doctor A Day. Gold shared, we're so worried about the fact that these patients believe they are going to get sick if they show up for medical tests, but they're actually hurting themselves. They're avoiding hospitals, even during emergencies. There are all these patients, they're not showing up to emergency departments. I, I mean, evidently, are they going into like cardiac arrest and not showing up? I mean, like, I think she's kind of stating that she says that quote the volume in the emergency room is incredibly low now maybe 60 percent 
of what is usually it usually is because people are so terrified of the COVID-19. They're afraid they're going to go there and get it. They'll just be content to have the old heart attack and die on the floor as opposed to getting COVID-19 because of all the mass hysteria. And this is all across the nation. Everybody's had the same experience, excluding the, excluding the New York metropolitan area. Actually, it's quite empty, she reported, saying that of her hospital. I got a letter just this last week and that we're firing 50% of our technicians. Oh, that's good. Layoffs have been widespread in hospitals across the country since the pandemic hit, and I've talked a lot about that as well. All right, let's go ahead and play this. Is con Now we're going to finally go into contact tracing. Is this a slippery slope? It obviously is. Let's go ahead and hopefully this is still up. Okay, good. Contact tracing is the big story of the week, right? Are we going to track you in some way or another and figure out how many people have this illness? You know, this is really scary stuff. It's scaring a lot of us citizens thinking, where is our government at on this? Well, I want to talk to someone in our government that I think is just as freaked out about this as I am and wants to do something about it. Of course, I'm talking about Assemblyman Jamal Holly coming to us from New Jersey. Jamal, how are you doing? I'm good, big brother Dell. How are you? I'm doing really good, man. You wrote, you got involved in an article. You're saying you want hearings when it comes to... Uh, now, this guy's a Democratic representative in New Jersey. But boy, oh boy, I'm, I'm surprised he's a Democrat, but I mean, yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. Contact tracing. Why? Why is it bothering you? I mean, because I have a great concern on how someone's medical information is going to be shared across applications that um, individuals from Google and Microsoft has access to. And quite frankly, all of this is being done under executive orders uh, limiting uh, major public participation, public hearings, no conversations with elected officials such as myself who serve on the health committee and as vice chair of Homeland Security. None of this is being discussed and it's all being done under executive orders. And I think that if we're gonna be providing medical information uh, to anyone, um, that the public has a right to uh, have their say in this and the public has a right to appear in public um, to voice their concerns or if they support it or not. And none of this is being done. And I have a concern about privacy. I have a concern about constitutional rights. And quite frankly, I don't think medical, medical information should be out in just uh, cyberspace. I mean, look how many times we hear story after story on credit card data uh, and its information being breached. I mean, now our medical information could have the potential of being breached. This is a very serious concern for me, and I'm going to be fighting this tooth and nail until someone hears me and tries to stop this until we can get some answers on it. I mean, it seems to me this is almost like we're almost all getting an ankle bracelet as though we were being jailed at home to track us everywhere we go, to track who we're talking to, yes. to see. I mean, how do free, why would free citizens agree with this what you know what possible benefit and the idea that we're seeing articles coming out from apple and you know and and android saying they're essentially going to attempt to just install this into our phones without us even knowing about it if they can get away with it i mean it's already happening and i'm going to get into that uh, next Apparently now, if you just take an upgrade, you're ready to upgrade your iPhone, you do it, and now you are being contact traced yes. by essentially, I guess, the government of the United States, but it's going through Google, it's going through these, these giant data-collecting server empires, but they're telling us, oh, don't worry, we're not looking at it. Be as you are, it's passing through, but we're all wearing blindfolds. Does anybody believe that? 
I don't think so. I think people are awoke. I think people are paying much more attention uh, to this issue more than ever. Everyone's home now, and they're glued into their uh, TVs and shows like you who are speaking the truth. And you know that's becoming harder and harder to find, though these types of, of reports unless you know where to go. The further concern I have with this uh, contact tracing is when does it stop? Yes. I mean, right. is there an expiration date? No, there's never. I mean, what no. goes next? I no, mean, this is the new normal. He brings up a really great point I haven't even brought up. When does it stop? It never does. They're, 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 those contact tracers are going to be permanent positions. That They want this to be the new normal. They know this is the best way to bring in the Big Brother surveillance all under the guise of keeping you safe. These companies that do contact tracing, I mean, they're in it for a reason. They're in it to make money. Businesses incorporate yes. themselves to make money. So what is the beneficial and, and, and monetary value of someone's contact tracing medical information? What is the what is it? I mean, and it that's the seems, question, and that's what I want to get to the bottom of. And it seems opportunistic, doesn't it? I mean, even it, it seems it doesn't matter what the death rate of this ends up being. It's getting lower and lower and lower as we see all the data coming in. But still, they're just going to go in and install all of these monitoring systems for us, you know, as though Ebola swept the country yes. or, you know, we have, you know, a million escaped inmates running around and we're going to have to track where they are you know my question no I they're think, they let they're letting the inmates all out we're we're the ones that they that they want to keep on lockdown and track is you know you still you know you work in government you're an assemblyman in in new jersey are you alone or i mean should we be worried are other politicians people you know that you work with your peers are there questions happening in our capitals are there people that are saying you know this does seem drastic or are you all alone I'm all alone again, and just like I was on the segregated amendment with, as it relates to vaccinations when they were trying to segregate our kids in public schools versus private schools. I'm alone again on this issue, but that's okay because at the end of the day, my goal is to ensure that people's rights and liberties and constitutional and privacy rights are protected. That's what lawmakers are supposed to do, abide by the Constitution. And so while I may be the only one in New Jersey, I'm spreading the alarm and sounding the alarm uh, to other legislatures across this country that have individuals who want to use executive order powers to supersede um, public's uh, voice and public's concern. I think the public has a right to voice their opinion on this, whether they agree or disagree with it or not. But as an elected official who has to uh, you know, vote on a lot of other issues and protect people's privacy and rights, I think I have a right and I'm elected to ask questions at the end of the day. And that's what I'm asking. I'm asking questions. And I want public hearings where the public has a right to come out. And we want scientists and we want data professionals. We want health professionals. We want individuals who are in honest ones, though, <laughs> field to come and speak to us on how actually this is going to work. And until then, it's going to be an unknown. It remains an unknown until we can have these types of hearings and have a broader discussion as opposed to having these executive orders written every single day upon the weeks. And uh, our rights are being uh, invalidated uh, every single time. You know, I, I want to say, you know, for people that don't know, you've been on the high wire before. I stood with you in New Jersey, where you simply really stood up for a person's right to choose what's injected into them. I wouldn't say that you're anti-vaccine, you're not against things, but you are into choice, into human rights. Uh, we know we've seen throughout time that things can be injected into people of different races, of different creeds, that maybe wasn't something they wanted in their bodies. We can never give governments the power to override your own choice. 
Um, but I want to tell you, and, and the thing that I have hope on with this, and, and you're probably already thinking this, but unlike the, the vaccine issue that really did seem to have this consensus in science and, you know, and at least they said they did and, you know, all the politicians could get behind it. Right now, as we just saw in the Senate hearing I showed and as we're looking around the world, there's no consensus on this. In fact, it seems like the majority of scientists around the world are saying these draconian measures not only don't work, they're dangerous. They're going they're lowering our immune systems. We're not getting in touch with the microbes and the, the biome that's out there in the world. When we come out, someone's going to have to get this. The vaccine won't be here in time. All the suicides and, and the death from starvation. And, you know, certainly you've got to be hearing that from your constituents. How are people going to survive without jobs in this country? So I think of all the issues, what is the most shocking to me is that you're saying you're still all alone when really everybody else you're working with, all of your peers at the Capitol, are alone with about two or three scientists running our country against hundreds, if not thousands, of scientists that disagree with them around the world. Do you feel emboldened by that at least a little bit? I mean, I feel empowered by the people uh, that elect me at the end of the day. They elect me to look out for them. So whether there are other elected officials that want to stand on the forefront with me or not, at the end of the day, I have a constituency that I have to um, adhere to. And it is my job to make sure that I continue to look out for them. And when I see their constitutional rights uh, threatened, or if I see their privacy rights threatened, they may not be paying attention, but I am. That's the role that, that they elected me to play, and I'm going to continue to do that. So whether I'm alone, if others join me, and I hope they will, whether it's other state legislatures across this country that would like to join me, and I invite them to, that at the end of the day, we have an obligation to protect the people. And this contact tracing is just yet another level of uh, rights that are being stripped to them, stripped from them day by day. And I'm going to continue to voice uh, my opinion and voice my concerns on as it is res relative to the people uh, who represent me. All right. Well, look, I really want to appreciate I mean, I appreciate you for taking time in your day to join us. I do really appreciate that you continuously prove to us at the high wire and those around the country uh, that know who you are you are standing up for the people at a time where so few are um i wish we could clone you but i guess that would probably have its own rights issues too <laughs> so until then i think we're just going to have to start electing more people that talk about really right the principles this nation was founded upon it was about freedom well, it was about the right to, to privacy I can't wait till this is all over so we can get back out there to join the people to protect their rights and protect their constitutional rights. I'm looking forward to when this is all said and done. But in the meantime, I'm going to be working from home and working from the offices where I can and uh, continue to raise the issues as they come. Oh, God bless them both. This is the next one. iPhone's latest update tells you tells you it's contact tracing. So the iPhones are telling you flat out this next update, the ones they it might already be on your phone, it's contact tracing. And understand, you get within six feet of somebody they say might have COVID-19, you might get a knock on your door. So what I'm telling you is this is really getting to the point where the rubber's meeting the road. And like when they start banging on your front door and demanding things, you know it's real. And this is the instrument whereby which I see them doing that. No tyranny protects us. We 
Now this is Owen Shore going down. They've got like this battle thing that they do. He's megaphoning people in Texas, telling them no contact tracing, no contact tracing on the streets. We don't want our phones spying on us because the television tells us to be afraid of a virus. We do not want our iPhones spying on us. No contact tracing for Texas. No contact tracing for Texas. No tyranny for Texas. I don't want my phone spying on me. Do you like your phone spying on you, sir? Apparently you do. Check your latest iOS update. 13.5 says that it's going to monitor your movement for the government to surveil you in live time yes. in the name of a virus. Yes. The latest iPhone update says it will monitor your movement and activity and everyone around you to stop a spread. Yes. It has nothing to do with a virus and it has everything to do with tyranny. We must reject this tyranny on its face. Yes. You have just given Apple and the government the keys to surveil you in real time 24-7. Yes. and trace every movement and activity you make. We must reject this tyranny on its face. This virus was about as deadly as the flu and they knew it from the beginning. We do not want our phones spying on us. We no tech. Fast forward a little bit here. In closing, I'd like to give a quick so mention. The, he's at the Capitol now. They're doing rallies now against the contact tracing. This is, uh, I don't know if this is Jennifer Fleck for representative. I don't know if this is, I think it's her and she's talking. To box it in contact tracing. I'm not for growing government. I'm not for needless spending. And, I'm, and no one's boxing me in and treading on my liberty. Yeah. Say no to contact tracing. I woke up this morning and he said, we were heading down to um, San Antonio area just for a run. And all of a sudden I can't leave the house. And then I got a call to show up here. So that's God. God is here with us. God doesn't do this. You know that. You know that, Owen. This is not God. Coronavirus is not from God. Coronavirus is from from evil people, from Amen. evil Amen. people. This is America, United States of America, and this country's been blessed, and we are blessed to be here. You are blessed to be here, and we are here together because God and us. Yes, and this yeah. Amen. We have that, it's in my lineage. My father fought in World War II. My mother lived under German occupation. We know what lack of freedom feels like. So the reason I'm here and these people are here is we are not gonna allow America to go that way. I came to this country for the freedom of religion and life and i came to texas two years ago for the freedom for my child to experience and what i'm seeing here is uh it, it blows my mind because people are so willingly give up giving up their rights but because they never lived under socialism yes i know what it smells and tastes and feels like and there's no way we have that history and the aspect that we would lose our most sacred sovereign right of what happens to our bodies is unacceptable everyone should have their choice if they want the vaccine god bless them and i hope it works not for me or mine yeah amen <laughs> not for me either yeah 
It's a lie. Look at all of us. We're working hard. We want to get back to work. Open America. Amen to that. If America is the last bastion of democracy and we don't protect it, it's on us. What will our children say to us when they grow up? What questions will they ask? I'm too afraid that I will have nothing to say, so I'm going to speak up. I'm going to show up. I'm, I'm going to do what it takes to look in my daughter's eyes and say, listen, I've done everything I could for you to live in a free country. Well, I think that young Americans could learn a lot from this interview, learn something about a communist regime and why you should be more afraid of that than a coronavirus. For InfoWars.com, this is Owen Schroyer. I don't think I saw one person wearing a mask at that rally. I think that's people are really getting... Okay, rapid fire. This iOS 13.5 Apple update. Listener, longtime listener Elaine sent me this the other day. Apple wants to install the software update on my iPhone. Looks more like surveillance and tracking and tracing. More and more control. And she sent me a screenshot of this thing. And it says iOS 13.5 speeds up access to the passcode field on the devices with Face ID. When you're wearing a face mask and introduces the exposure notification API to support COVID-19 contact tracing apps from public health authorities. This update also introduces an option to control automatic prominence of video tiles on group FaceTime calls and includes bug fixes and other things. So it's saying that if you're wearing a face mask, um, the introduce the exposure notification API to support COVID-19 contract tracing apps from public health authorities. So evidently, if you're wearing a face mask, I don't know if that is like some kind of little special benefit, little perk thing. Um, it, it, the bottom line is that this is COVID-19 contact tracing, big brother, and they don't have to hire one person for this because it's already installed on your iPhone if you've done the updates. And all I'm saying is this, all the more reason not to have one of those satanic devices. Uh, and if you do and you go out in public, I would carry it in a blocker bag. Uh, now, I gave you a link last time, and I, I told Elaine, I said, don't do it. See below for a section I am going to cover in my next teaching. Get a blocker bag. Here's another place you can get one. Uh, www.idstronghold.com. Idstronghold.com. I give you the link here. And never have your phone trackable in a group of people in public. These contact tracers are being hired by the thousands to track you down. This would be the perfect excuse by Big Brother to come and get the red and blue lists under the cover of COVID-19. Also, there are, there are tons of scams popping up with this whole contact tracing thing. And I give you a link and I give you the verbiage to the whole thing about how there's a whole group of scammers now that are posing as contact tracers to get your personal information. Um, now, remember what I said before at the very start of this. Of this um, now, I wrote this to her. Where I said, this would be the perfect excuse by Big Brother to come get the red and blue list under the cover of COVID-19. Okay, I wrote that before I read Dave Hodges', Dave Hodges initial report that I read at the very start of this, of this uh, um, teaching. In fact, I didn't read that until right before I went on air because I literally was so far behind I had to 
you know, there was a lot of things I needed to edit before I went on air today. Now, let me read that again. Okay, and I'm going back to this. Remember, I wrote that before I ever read this today. He said, in the process of researching information related to this series, I learned that the proposed contact tracers are part of this process. In the old days, we knew there was a red and a blue list, etc., of people that would be done away with in a takeover by the government, by the very forces that are emerging in this tyrannical lockdown of America. I have learned that the contract tracers will not be contact tracing COVID-19. That's just the ruse and the lie or the excuse to come get you. Rather, they are trained intelligence gatherers. They will be coming to your door. They will be seeking information about your guns and your attitudes. An uncooperative, an uncooperative attitude will one day get you put on the bus. I was told that Christians are being targeted as well. So our journalists like myself contact tracing in his attempt to update the red list. The lockdowns and the subsequent loss of rights and economic catastrophe is not the end game. We're preparing to enter into the tribulation, the mark of the beast system, and an unimaginable hell on earth until Jesus returns. Yeah, so that's how high the stakes are on the contact tracing. Okay, so um, trying to, I'm way over on time. This is from Patricia. I sent this out to uh, some of my listeners, and I this one reply I got from another longtime listener, Patricia, and she said, this is for Elaine, the lady that just set, forwarded me that. And she said, Dr. Scott, this is for Elaine. Actually, I quit carrying my cell phone, which is a 3G flip phone, that will she says will not permit anyone to text me and when when i am out and about in public um because i don't want to risk that thing being tracked and accused of having this illness i, I don't blame her actually i was in, instinctively doing this before dr scott talked about all of this i do have shielding bags but i can't find them at the moment i very rarely use it in any case and unless i am somewhere where i believe i may need uh the phone um, I don't take it. I don't like 3G. I have even become sick when speaking to my aunt on the phone uh, that I've had for years. She can easily spend two hours on the phone. I do not want to upgrade to the 4G. Uh, I am talking about 4G here, not even 5G. I don't want to. I don't want to do the force upgrade to 4G coming next year. I am considering going cell-free when they do this. Also, Dr. Scott, myself, and everyone else who is smartphone-free, we are all doing just fine. I am not retired. I work in a hospital full-time with a critical job that I was blessed to still be around working all of my hours during this lockdown. Where everyone else around me was having my hours reduced or eliminated, I work in an industry where everyone thinks they are so important that they need the smartphone and instant communication. Now, I use my cell phone so seldom I know I can easily go cell phone-free easily. Because, yeah, you, you get used to it. Just like in the old days, like when I was from in the 80s, we didn't have cell phones. I can remember my dad, who had his own two-way communication business, was probably one of the first people in town that actually had a real, like, cell phone that you could take with. The thing was gigantic. I mean, it, it's so funny. I, I've seen them use those in props and movies, the first cell phones. They're these gigantic gray things with this big antenna. And, um... Uh, he had them. I wish I would have saved them just as a prop thing. They'd probably be worth a lot of money now, like a, in a historical archive type of thing. You could probably sell them. But um, anyway, uh, let me see here. 
there are other ways to do everything. They're forcing you to do everything you use your smartphone for. And right now, no one will deny you access to the post office if you tell them you don't have a smartphone. Now, you'll understand what why she said that in a, in a minute. You just need to communicate with everyone and all your friends you do business with that you um, that you do not have a smartphone anymore and that you cannot receive text messages. Sometimes that part has to be repeated for them to get it. By the way, I am old enough that I remember when no one had a cell phone and we all just, just did quite fine. Just consider this. Do not let them track you for any reason. And quite frankly, I don't know how it's possible for them not to track your location when you have any kind of cell phone. That cell phone still has to ping against the power the towers for it to work. Yeah, and what they can do is triangulate your signal wherever you're at. If that thing is on and not blocked. Well, even if it's on and you have it in a blocker bag, I believe that would, should be enough. But what you want to do is if you get a blocker bag, you want to make sure that, like, let's say turn your phone on, put it in the blocker bag. This is a way to test it and then call that phone. If you can hear it ringing, it's not working. Okay, so understand, test any blocker bag you might have. Now, whether that's wrapping it up in a whole bunch of tin foil, that's a that's a really quick makeshift way of doing, not really practical for long term, but in the meantime, that should work. But I, I don't know if one layer of tin foil will do or whether it is multiple, I don't know. You'd have to test it out. And then I, I told Patricia, I said, I will forward this to her, but if you get a green eight sticker, for the phone, you should see a big difference when talking on the phone. I know I do, and I try to only talk on speakerphone so the phone is not up against my head. Now, the Green 8s, I've talked about those before. I don't get anything from this. It's just the company. And I give you a link to those, okay? They, they've come out with new ones for smartphones now. And they're, I think, a little more expensive, but I know you look at them and say, there's no way these can work. I'm telling you. Your head won't heat heat up near. I mean, I remember when I was talking on just cell phones before, back in Florida, how my head would heat up. I got one of these green eights, and that was before I really started using speakerphone because I wasn't I was being kind of a dummy. And um, I'm not saying somebody using not speakerphone is a dummy. I'm just saying I was just I had it against my head for a long time. My head would heat up, and then I started seeing all those reports of where all these people develop cancerous tumors on the side of their head what they always had their head, the phone pressed up against them you want to use speakerphone you want that thing away from you and um if you put one of those eight stickers on it doesn't block the radiation but what it does is it attenuates it it, it turns it into something that's not near as harmful and what i noticed instantly when i started using that sticker or that little thing that you put against the battery is that my head stopped heating up and i'm like wow i don't know how this thing is really working but it does work it's the only one i found that actually really works okay and i don't spend hardly any time on the phone i don't use my phone a lot i don't emphasize my phone a lot i just don't and now all the more the better okay now again i'm way over on time here um basically i'm just gonna tell you this part five signs the coronavirus contact tracing text you're getting are a scam so I'm not going to go through all this. I don't have time, but this article gets into the whole thing on what to look for if you're getting scammed. Okay, basically, here's how it works. Scammers will send you a text message with a generic boilerplate spiel about how you were exposed to someone who tested positive for COVID-19. The message will include a link where you can supposedly learn more or sign up for testing. But clicking the link is extremely dangerous. These text messages contain malicious links that can install tracking software on your device uh your device capable of stealing personal information 
Some may even include links to phishing, uh, phishing websites where you input your information uh, and it makes it even harder to catch the people responsible. Ultimately, the FTC says it fears the new effort may make people weary to take real contact tracing efforts seriously. Well, I hope everybody does as the pandemic goes on. And then thankfully, the FTC has issued detailed guidelines on what to expect from legitimate contact tracers. Messages from local health departments will not include links whatsoever. We'll give you a heads up that a call is coming your way, complete with a phone number. Oh boy, that's not something you want to see on your phone. Complete with a phone number it will come up from, as now scammers haven't caught on to you yet. And just remember, I mean, this is really serious stuff, guys. I hope I've convinced you of that. Do as the Lord convicts you. But this is serious stuff. When a real contact tracer calls, they won't ask you for any financial things or anything like a social security number. They may ask you for what is whether you want to enroll in text alerts going forward. Any caller that asks you for personal identifying information aside from that is a scammer. You should hang up immediately. Well, they're all scammers. Okay. The legit ones... And, and, and the fake ones, they're all scammers. But the real dangerous ones are the real ones, if you ask me. Because they, the, they got the power to show up at your front door. And again, what is it? Most likely, it's just updating the red and blue list. That has nothing to do with COVID-19. So you understand how serious this broadcast is? That we're getting to that point where it's this serious life or death stuff here? On you making the right or wrong decision. I'm not saying God can't protect you. But that's where we're at. And again, not to be ignorant, ignorant of Satan's devices, which is what this contact tracing is. Lest he get an advantage of us. The last one, um, well, no, that actually, uh, turn off contact tracing app, which is embedded in your phones. Now, again, I'm not going to go through all this. But here's a little video you can play, which turn off contact tracing. I wouldn't trust this though either. Okay, I, I, I wouldn't say, oh, good, I'm all warm and fuzzy. I turned off my contact tracing app on my phone. And <laughs> I would not trust that at all. But I am going to include it just so you know about it. And then there's this big banter in the discussion thing that I'm not going to even get into. But one says, just leave your phone at home when you go out. Well, yeah, that's probably a good one. Better yet, don't have a smartphone at all, you know. Um, go to like one of these track phone type things. And then another guy <coughs> says, this won't be an option soon as far as not leaving your home, phone at home. Okay, now this is really big brother. In Australia, people are being asked to scan in even when they're going to the post office. Well, that shows you evidently how much further Australia is ahead on the New World Order agenda. Because not everybody's got smartphones here. And I'm not saying they all do in Australia, but I mean, how could you mandate that? And that's why she's. That's why Patricia made that comment about the post office because she saw this thing. Uh, and then this one guy tells you how to do it, the whole turning it off. And then there's a big debate back and forth about which phones are safe and what aren't. The, the one I'm seeing um, that is privacy focused that I've seen personally is this Librium L I B R E M. You can you can keyword search it Librium. But again, I'm not necessarily going to tell you to trust anything like that. You want, if I was you, you go out in public, you have that thing in a blocker bag and you use it when you're away from people. But again, if they're going to use it as just a ploy and a scam to come, 
update the red and blue list and then eventually come get the up the red and blue list well then you know you have to bear that in mind you might want to go a totally different route getting rid of your phones and, and getting one of these other phones that doesn't have your personal information connected to it i'm just kind of thinking out loud here you know <laughs> i don't i don't trust any of this stuff but i'm going to give you the information nonetheless then the last link here is how to manage covid 19 exposure notifications on iphone and again ultimately i don't believe this is the ultimate solution i think getting away from the iphone and going to something like what patricia patricia was talking about and using blocker bags are more of a long-term solution and having phones that aren't even registered necessarily to you you know anyway um this tells you how to do all that tells you about the updates all the stuff I, i don't have one of these it tells you walks you right through it and again i'm just putting this out there for your information i even give you screenshots of the iphone on what to do but again i don't think it's a great long-term solution at all so that's all i have for today i'm way over on time i gotta end this or i won't be able to get this up on the internet god bless you and lord willing we will see you in the next audio